0: We're preaching to Hollywood and, oh, and we got some new liners. Stay tuned for that. It's Table Talk Radio. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously
1: without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I I like... How he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, Wait a minute, you're mistaken. <laughs> he said, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I
0: would actually teach that about baptism, <laughs> Pastor Climbing. And it so, 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 so deserves to be grunted. I'm in Mega Crunch. So uh, if you guys put Mega, the mega crunch. crunch on the phone, that would be awesome. <laughs> keep uh, preaching the word. Keep it mediocre.
1: Mediocre and hilarious. Putting the grind in Daily Grind. This is Table Talk Radio. I got to tell you what my favorite part about being an Aurora was. Putting the weekly in Daily Grind. <laughs> okay, putting the... Grind and weekly grind. This is your monthly Table Talk Radio. Uh, my, My favorite part about being in Aurora a few weeks ago was sitting in your study with the Flammy. And he was roasting you. I had no idea that guy, <laughs> I mean, giving it. To, oh, man, it was great. I was like, I wish we could sneak a recorder and get the, the, the Wolfmuller roast by Pastor Flammy going on, on the air. That was fantastic. In fact. What was he saying? I don't even remember. I blocked it out of my mind. Ah, it was hilarity. Just it was hilarity. You don't have to even worry about it. <laughs> the it was, Flammy. The <laughs> Flammy. <laughs> it's good to see that guy. You know, that's the first time I met I him face to face. Really, yeah. Well, I only knew of his the, digital the, self until the innocence is ended. Now <laughs> I
0: don't know why that, that. if you were to like paint a picture of someone who is a like
1: well trained special forces marine, you would not draw a picture of Pastor <laughs> That That's what makes him so dangerous. Like like the enemy assesses the the threat and no, i no threat here. Pshaw! Oh, I mean yeah, that's right. Out. But, you,
0: hey, you look like you could be a backup on Will and Grace, an extra or something, and. And then, you know, you're laying on the floor to pull your own
1: spit. What I like is how the spirit of Flammy lives on at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado, even though he hasn't been there for, what, six months or or more? I mean— the, the 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 mockery of the flammy in Bible class still continued and <laughs> and you even had a chance to mock vicars and you don't even have a vicar, but somehow I the know. the vicarage mockery continues too. I know, I know. It's like it's like I got all these insults, I just need I got a bunch of arrows, they just I don't have any targets. I know. If someone likes would like reading, to be subject we reading, to my ridicule.
0: Um, we can't. Someone stand up. Someone volunteer. I got a really hilarious insult. What a, we were reading yesterday some Latin phrase, and it was talking about how the angels are flames, and it says the angels are flammies. <laughs> Fantastic. like, where's flammy when you need them? I mean, this is perfect. Where? Uh, good. I say that probably twice a day.
1: Where's Where flammies? is a flammy when you need one? <laughs> We need to have Not that guy like on him the air. Anymore. I I think we should have him on for some Iron Preacher. That okay. would be pretty good. Although you've been challenged, yeah. by the way, um, uh, by Lincoln Lincoln Winter by Lincoln Winters, who's so mad that I rematch. beat him twice already. Did you beat him twice already? Well, I bad, beat him so bad the first time it was like two beatings. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's coming to a it's table like it's like you. when you get
0: knocked out and you pass out and you wake up and you pass out again before you hit the
1: mat. That's how bad. It- <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, easy. Them are fighting words. <laughs> I know. I, I do All right, let's do some buzzwords. Uh, What's your
0: buzzword for okay. me? Okay, atonement is my buzzword. Should probably look up an official definition of that, but atonement means the sacrifice for sins to appease the wrath of God. It's it means that Jesus, when he when he died, he was dying in our place, and the wrath of God for our sins was spent on him. But there is, remember this article called The Revenge of the Conscience by Jay Budiszewski, and he talks about the four furies of the conscience, and it it's like a chapter from one of his books, which is also called The Revenge of the Conscience. And he talks about how there's an anti-atonement out there where people try to, what, the people try to, Make up for their own sins by hurting themselves, causing harm to themselves, causing harm to others, and we start to see that all the time when things don't make sense. We're like, "What, what is going on there?" And you, you dig into it a little bit, and it's, and it's there's this sense that sin ought to result in pain, and it's, it it shows up in some strange places. So, so atonement is a is an especially important theological
1: category for us to get our heads around. Uh, there you go, atonement. My theological buzzword for you is submit. It's uh, gonna be, Atonement's going to be a really good buzzword if I can find that Stevie Wonder quote. Yeah, good luck. Hope you find it. Thank you. Uh, now here's submit. Submit. We have this all throughout the scriptures. It uh, comes from the Greek word uh, "hupotasso." So "tasso" means to order, and "hupo" is a preposition oh, yeah. for under. So you're you're ordering under, uh, underneath. And uh, so we have it all the times. I mean, we have it in um, uh, Ephesians five of wives submit to your husbands. You have in Romans thirteen submit to the governing authorities, and uh, it's all then for the purpose of order that God has created an order um, in uh, in this life, and it is for our good. And see that this is the thing that people get so upset about when we think, oh, to tell wives to submit to their husbands, then we're being you know chauvinistic pigs or um Christianity is is anti women or whatever uh that that when the lord commands us uh to submit in whatever that context may be it is a submission that is for our good so in romans 13 uh, submit to governing authorities because uh they are a agent of of god for your good and so uh when the scriptures then uh tell wives to submit to their husbands it is a husband's duty to then love the wife as christ loved the church so that the lord is commanding a good thing for us uh, for our well-being and for good order that we would submit to those he's placed in authority over us so submit is your theological buzzword i believe it okay we're going to go to the voicemail system where we received this message the Epistle Reading for Easter Two in the three Year Lectionary uh, from First John Chapter One talked about fellowship. I would like you to compare and contrast relationship and fellowship. This is Steve Mackey, Columbus, nebraska. Thank you. Thank, Bye. you Thank you, Steve. And our listeners are now calling in to that toll-free number one eight hundred three eight five Sola to indicate there is no Australian accent whatsoever in. Uh, Was it Columbus? I like how we got this letter from Denmark that said, we don't have Australian accents in Denmark. (laughs) (laughs) Always good to know.
0: (laughs) So the the question is, we we are insulters of the relationship theology. We are assaulters of the relationship. What are we? We are critiquers of the language of relationship because it puts... There's a couple of problems with relationship theology.
1: Number one... Let's see, what's number one? You're really number ruining one, my side business, is not- which is that of a, a relationship guru, but all right. Are you, you are? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, look, hey, I think there's a lot of side businesses <laughs> that
0: are open to you in this thing. But like, uh, so like, for example, the praise song cruncher would actually make us very good at writing praise songs. <laughs> yes, the, yes. How to tell if you're being emotion manipulated by a youth speaker actually is basically an outline for writing Youth speaker talks.
1: I hear what you're saying, and but the critique how does of the relationship
0: theology. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what I'm hearing you—that's right. I hear what that I'm you're frustrated. You
1: <laughs> right, that's right. It sounds to me like <laughs> insert empathetic phrase. All right, you got two minutes here, so uh, relationship and well, fellowship. So what number was I on? Not that it matters. Seven. Just or make eight. it up the list as it goes. Good thing the
0: list goes up. Uh, and not counting down. First is uh, the problem is it's not a biblical language, so we're importing something non-biblical. That doesn't mean it's necessarily wrong. We do that all the time, but we, it means we got to watch out. But number two problem with relationship theology is it assumes that people who are not uh, Christians don't have a relationship with God, and that is a falsehood. They do have a relationship with Jesus, and he is their judge. So we don't want to be like, hey, there's like you're neutral the unbeliever is neutral and then the christian has a good relationship with jesus no 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 the unbeliever is condemned and the believer is condemned already says jesus the one who does not believe in me is condemned already so that's a problem oh someone's calling the third problem is going to be um it's gonna is that it takes this whole idea of what my problem actually is this distance from god this not not having this intimate relationship with Jesus, it's going to assume that that is my problem, the chief problem, and it's going to pull salvation into that metaphor. It's going to overwhelm the whole thinking, and so we want to look out for that. Um, uh, that's at least a start. Now we got to come along with fellowship
1: and contrast it. So that we'll probably have to wait till after the break. I mean, eh? uh, uh, yeah, we got about a minute here. So. Um, what, oh really? Yeah. You I mean you're? I know you usually waste most of our time, but. Uh, made it through this time. Is it gassing off? <laughs> um, huh. So, okay, so so uh, w- you have the common phrase that everybody says these days, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. And so this is trying to then um, say, look, uh, religion is, um, what, too formal, too organized. Um, so you, you come into a church and they might have like an order of service and something, you know, kind of boring, a confession of the faith, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? But a relationship is engaging. It's exciting. It's, you know, all of that. But again, that is the appeal um, to the emotion. And uh, w- what is the content of that confession? What is the content of the order of service is actually delivered to you things. Um, so it's at least among other things, at least just approaching a shallow emotional level versus the objective teachings that we actually need to hear. I mean, do you want if you're on trial for uh, a lifetime sentence, do you want a relationship with the judge or do you want a verdict from the judge in your favor? That's the difference of what we're talking about. All right, yeah. I guess we'll take a break then. We're going to take a quick <laughs> if you, I'm going to just get that I've been excited for this bite. break for a couple of minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back.
0: wise man once said, I listen to table talk radio. He only said it once. I'm reading Luther's sermons from the house postal every week. You can find it at www.hope-aurora.org. Click on the Luther sermon podcast.
1: All right, you're listening to Table Talk Radio, Pastor. Wolfman there. We are contrasting relationship versus fellowship. Can these two words be used interchangeably?
0: Well, so the the fellowship, no, they they can't. I mean, they they overlap for sure. But the advantage for just to take up the language of fellowship or koinonia is that it's biblical language, so we can we can see what the Bible means by it. You know, that's the. I mean. One of the dangers from relationship is it simply gets unhinged. And and we talked about this before the show started, is that, you know, uh, the language of relationship is going to invite a critique that the the language of unity and restored fellowship does not invite. So if I ask the question, what is how's your relationship with Mandy or, you know, how's your relationship with your elders at church or whatever, then you're going to think, oh, well, how's your relationship with my co-host? Right. Don't bring it up uh absence
1: makes the heart go fonder is that what happens <laughs> that's right it was great until i showed up there a few weeks ago
0: he's like what are you doing here
1: <laughs> i mean we had to do a show face to face looking at me oh man that was painful but you know how many people people that live in this area said hey i saw you on that youtube video and i was like People watch your stuff? I, I mean, that that was what was so surprising. I thought we were doing, like... Astonishing. An entry for your personal diary. I didn't know that people were actually going to be <laughs> seeing that. <laughs> I, did it. I mean, we got, like, 17 Table Talk Radio listeners. But the YouTubes
0: now have, like, 19 or 20 people that watch them. Me and Daniel. It's because I have Daniel's help. Famous on YouTube. Me and Daniel are famous on YouTube. So we got a... Did I, did I tell you the watch time story?
1: Oh, man. I think this is... The 4,000 hours... No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In, in fact, I've heard it from you twice in person and once on the air. So I think we're covered on that. Man, I think that is pretty funny. <laughs>
0: anyway, that's a that's a, ra- a ra- raging success over there on YouTube. So uh-huh. uh, now the fellowship. The Bible talks about. Fe- oh, yeah. This, this question: How's your relationship? It invites critique, but the question: How is your fellowship with God? How is your fellowship? How is your, you know, to ask this question, how is your unity? How's your one flesh with your wife? I mean, it's not, it's not, that doesn't invite, it just is. It's something that exists. It's, the Lord is, He's made two, He's made the two into one in the gift of marriage, and it doesn't invite this measurement and all that sort of thing. And that's, that's also true of the language of fellowship. When we have this restored fellowship, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, he, that we are brought back into fellowship with God. That the things that separated us from God, our sin uh, and our sinfulness, have been forgiven and taken care of by the death and resurrection of Jesus. So that now we have this, this oneness, this unity with God. This is a very different sort of category, do you see? So, mm-hmm. um, so, so fellowship is something to rejoice in, while relationship is something to work at.
1: Right. That's the biggest difference, right? Uh, and so, I mean, so in in the garden of eden you have perfect fellowship between man and god and then sin comes in and destroys that fellowship and um that fellowship is not restored by a gradual dealing with sin because uh i mean uh, we can't talk about sin in this kind of a category anyway but let's say um okay i i've resolved you know, twenty percent of my sin problem, am I restored with God? Well, no, because uh again, can't talk in these categories anyway, but you still have an eighty percent sin problem. Uh and, and the Lord tolerate I mean what what percentage of sin does the Lord tolerate? None. Zero. 2.3? Uh, is that 2.3? <laughs> no, zero. And so, uh, w- what we're dependent upon yeah. in order to have fellowship with God is that God is the one who takes care of the sin problem, and He does. And it is, it is by the blood shed that is covered over, and not just you know, any old blood, but the the perfect blood of the son of God, that Jesus is born into the flesh and lives perfect under the law so that his blood would be perfect blood, a precious blood that covers over sin. And so that now, because of that, fellowship is established by the declaration of God. And it's not this kind of gradual progressive process that working through your relationship issues invites.
0: There's a biblical language to to pile on some more here and that's the language of reconciliation which is beautiful language that that God has committed to us the ministry of reconciliation to be reconciled to Christ God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself now there is a phenomenal verse which is right in the neighborhood of my most favorite of all verses the last in second corinthians 5 where it says that he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him so that the ministry of reconciliation is the ministry of ju- justification. It's the ministry of imputing the righteousness of Christ. It's the great exchange. It has to do with all of the stuff of the cross: the blood of Jesus, the suffering of wrath for us, the, the doctrine of uh, expiation, propitiation, the mercy of God, uh, His atoning for our sins. All of it is piled in there, and um, and this and so this is what I mean. If that's what we mean by relationship, then that's great our relationship with god was he was our judge and now in christ our relationship is that he is our father and our savior okay that's fine but the problem is whenever we hear the language of relationship out there in the church it's it's just it just grabs a hold of the whole prom date and brings it into what it means to be a Christian. So the problem is God, we're distant from God, we don't have an emotional connection to God, and so we need to have a deeper and more profound relationship with him through through our quiet time and our devotions and all this sort of stuff. It's just the the relationship that that is talking about is not this uh, the relationship of of the sinner and the savior. It's the relationship of the boyfriend and the girlfriend, and that is not helpful to to get to the to the truth of the gospel in the
1: scriptures. Okay, so uh, overlap but not interchangeable. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Now let's get into some preaching to Hollywood. Uh, for some reason, we do this game where we listen to a song from Hollywood and then we try to speak. What do we do with this? We 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 try to speak to to the songwriter, the person who would be thinking such Uh, the Word of God. And sometimes that is a time to proclaim the law of God. Sometimes it is to proclaim the gospel of God uh, or somewhere um, as a preaching of both. So, uh, with that, we're going to look at some submissions given to us to our email at questions at tabletalkradio.org It says... You know
0: what I want to do, by the way, with this game? I I think I'm always trying to figure out how to talk to strangers, you know? Without being super mega creepy. It's difficult. Just to start a conversation out of nowhere, but I'm going to try to start this conversation when you see someone walking along in the headphones and say, Hey, what are you listening to?
1: <laughs> the I, think, headphones I think that for actually might work. I mean, maybe no. not for I, I know. I know, but I'm against that reason. You can't. I, I, I like this how, society wait, wait, wait. that you're living in. Let, let's review your plan so far. Your plan is to yeah. not be creepy. And in your attempt to not be creepy, you're gonna be <laughs> disrupting people who have made a concerted effort to not engage with other people, and say, "What are you listening to?" <laughs> Good plan. Well, if I you think, could, if you could, think Daniel, plan film was that not be
0: <laughs> Mega creepy. I don't. I, I mean, you can't start a conversation with a stranger without being some degree of creepy.
1: You don't know me, but you want to talk wanna. to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. I'm a human being, and you're a human being, and we're we're here close to each other. We should talk. <laughs> but, but uh, you know you sure. what? You want to know what happened on the airplane last week? Oh, do oh I? Oh, man, this is pretty good. Talk about the—I I lulled a conscience right to sleep, man. Just <laughs> so sat down next to this lady, and she said, uh, "I said, what are you going to Denver for?" She says, "I'm going to have my future told," and I said, "By a psychic." She's going to go spend a whole day with a psychic. My goodness! And I said, "I said, oh boy, you got to be careful with that." And blam, she fell asleep and did not open her eyes for two and a half hours till we landed. Wow! Talk about not
1: wanting to, to have a conversation. Because <laughs> usually you do that with the listener just by talking, but I know. Oh wow! But in, in the in the real presence, you were able to do that to someone. I'm just wondering if I have a a, a new avenue of hypnosis, which is to, to <laughs> speak the law.
0: I mean, and put people straight asleep. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Well, okay. So uh, I was thinking about trying to. I mean, I was thinking about trying to kind of while she was pretending to sleep, like uh, say creepy, ghostly things to her while she was sleeping. Like
1: I knew you were going to do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would do that if I were you. Cards are demonic. Palmer right. reading only tells you what you want to hear. <laughs> You're opening your heart up to the demons. What the? Huh? What? No, I'm just reading my in-flight magazine over here.
1: I thought you were sleeping, buddy. You, you unplug your headphones and plug it into something else. You got issues, etc. <laughs> what Piking are you listening in. to? <laughs> this is what you should be listening to. <laughs> that's right.
0: I would. I because I wonder if I. How many times I'll have to ask someone until finally I'll ask somebody, "Hey, what are you listening to? What, what music are listen to? It's not music." Table talk radio.
1: Yeah, I think you might be asking a lot. Uh, I'll buy a lotto ticket when that happens. I see I think you're going for the wrong I mean people okay, people by and large do not want to strike up a conversation in the first place. But you are such an introvert. I'm not I'm not asking for your advice on this. I'm just saying that the, the the kind of person that's gonna be in public with headphones on are the people who are intentionally trying to avoid people like you. That's all I'm saying. Okay, look, two things happen. Two things happen when I I do this. Okay. Number one, someone actually
0: says, oh, I'm listening to Sam Smith, Rain, or whatever song we're about to listen to. And I said, oh, that's an interesting song, because I've thought about it. (laughs) Or... The other thing that happens is they ignore me or some spit in my face or something like that, which results in a good story for the radio. Oh, good. Okay. So either okay. way, it is Continue a win win.
1: Continue on then. We need stories, and we're going to have lots of them if you pursue this. So do that. <laughs> well, as uh, you are wont to do, we have successfully squandered another segment of what? Table Talk <laughs> Radio. So we will hope to get to this, this is like uh, God preaching to Hollywood. Style. All right, oh, stay focused. We need focus, to recover focus, that focus. game. Twenty three seconds. Remember that game? Twenty three seconds. Yeah, that's yeah. happening real soon. That's happening. Coming, <laughs> coming back. Twenty three seconds. Where we listen to twenty three seconds of the God Whispers and compare it to twenty three seconds of Table Talk Radio. Oh that's man, that's right. going to be Hopefully so great. Hopefully, not one of the last segments. Twenty three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> that's true. All right, we're going to be right back, and then we're going to be listening to some Sam Smith. Stay tuned. Okay. Okay. You say so.
0: Hey, what are you listening to? I don't know. God whispers. Someone's going to say that God whispers before table talk. That don't will you crush my when soul. Where bunches up and your socks get all droopy. This is Table Talk Radio. The daily Bible meditation blog is at rightlydividedbible.wordpress.com, where three chapters of the Bible are considered each day. Check it out.
1: Alright, so Sean writes in, he says, Hey pastors, it's a really Hi, interesting pastors. one for preaching to Hollywood. It's called Pray by Sam Smith and seems to do a good job displaying the false distinction and danger of the spiritual but not religious movement. Have fun. Your Kansas pastor listener, Sean, uh, and then signed in Cairo, Sean Kilgo. Hey, he's a bit- He's in Egypt. <laughs> You, yeah, let's, what, let's, I didn't know Sean went to Egypt. Let's hear, Did we do this one already?
0: I don't know. We're I can't gonna, remember we'll anything. I told you I block out. I totally block out. I suppress every memory of this show.
1: I think we've done this one.
0: It's all going to come back to me on my deathbed to torment me. So I'm going to need some, like an exorcism Man, I'm when not I'm sure. dying. Anyway, don't let me stop
1: you. All right, here we go. Keep, here, you better play the song. Here's the song. so far so good I'm young and I'm foolish I made bad decisions Do you have the radio edit for this one, by the way? No, I'm just reading the lyrics Don't have no degree I'm somewhat naive I made it this far on my own
0: Maybe you want to cut it off there
1: Look at that! Did you get it? Yeah
0: There's dread in my heart and fear in my bones I just don't know what to say. Maybe I pray. pray.
1: Maybe I pray. Do one more I verse never here. I believe in you, no, know, but I'm gonna pray. Uh, let's, let's cut it right there. All right, so that's the song by Sam Smith called "Pray," and uh, he goes on to say, (laughs) "You think about how many octaves do you think he climbs there? It's like four octaves." I mean, Sam Smith is one of those artists you have to have the lyrics handy to enjoy whatever the song is about. Uh, You won't find me in a church, no. Reading the Bible, no. I am still here, and I'll still, and I'm still your disciple. I'm down on my knees. That's a good question. Because he says, um, I have never believed in you. No. And then he says, I'm still your disciple. So I don't know um, what to make of that. I'm down on my knees. I'm begging you, please. I'm broken, alone, and afraid. I'm not a saint. I'm more of a sinner. I don't want to lose, but I fear for the winners. When I try to explain, the words run away. That's why I am... Uh, that's why I am stood here today. It's interesting way of saying it. Um, so what of, do you think of Hebrew this song?
0: I'm going to pray, Lord, pray. Maybe I'll pray for a glimmer of hope. Maybe I'll pray, Lord, pray. Maybe I'll pray. I'll never believed in you, no, but I'm going to. I'm going to pray. I'm going to believe. Won't you call me? Can we please have a one-to-one? This is relationship. Let's talk about freedom. Everyone prays in the end. Won't you call me? interesting this is truly a very interesting song thanks sean pastor of one-tenth of the congregations in kansas
1: was <laughs> he, he has have, like, four, four co- he's
0: pastor of four congregations four quad point parish
1: no problem it's one for
0: each hand and one for each foot if you're counting <laughs>
1: I'm the, I'm, the, the I'm the left foot congregation. Left. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so uh, I mean, so you have you have uh, the uh, this written from a perspective of someone who is in some kind of a anguish or hardship or difficulty, and uh, is almost like trying prayer as a practicality, like. um well, everything else has been taken away, so I guess I'll pray. And then this line really gets to me: I have never believed in you, no, but I'm going to, but I'm going to pray. Um, so it's it's that faith or belief doesn't even. I mean, th- this is what this is what gets me is that it completely divides what prayer is really all about. That that prayer would be trust in God's promises, speaking to the one who has promised to hear us and can do something about our problem. But this person sees prayer. As a function, as a uh, what a bribery or as a uh, to-do list of things to uh, to make my life better. So you know you want the M and M's at the vending machine. You gotta you gotta put in the seventy-five cents and then push B seven and then you'll get the M and M's. Um, but if you don't put in the money and put in B seven, then you won't get the M and M's. And so if I want my things to get better, I pray and get the result that I want. But belief. Faith isn't required or necessary in this whole thing. So it completely misunderstands what prayer is all about.
0: There is, you know, Luther talks about when he introduces the Lord's Prayer in the large catechism, which everyone should have, by the way, a couple of the large catechism. You can download one of those for free from Wolfmueller.co. by the way. Did you know that? I did. Did I tell you about it? Anyway, no, I don't want to distract from the point here is that one of the things that prayer grows out of our need so when we recognize our need our lack that we are suffering or whatever that that is one of the ingredients of prayer but as you mentioned and note so well the other ingredient of prayer is faith so when we see what we lack and when we see what God promises then the thing that comes out of that is prayer this song only has the first half there's apparently some sort of suffering there a darkness Uh, a hopelessness, a despair, down-and-outedness. And And so it has the first um, thing necessary for prayer, but the second thing is totally missing. And there's a great irony, just to take this line out and think about it a little bit, I've never believed in you. Well, if you've never believed in you, then who are you talking to? (laughs) I mean... The fact that there's a you on the other end of the sentence indicates that there's something else to which your words are headed. And this reminds me that there's really no such thing as an atheist. I mean, God has put the, the knowledge of his existence into every single heart. And that has to be suppressed to get to the outward statement of atheism. But there's an active suppression of what we know to be true. That's going on there. And so while there are a lot of people who can say, I don't believe in God, that is uh, I and 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 I think that is true. There is one thing to believe in God, but there is another thing to to have the knowledge that God, in fact, does exist and that uh, he rewards those who seek him. He punishes those who don't. This reminds me of the verse in Hebrews 11, right in that same neighborhood of that verse, which says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And the idea that we can pray without faith is kind of a, it's a romantic kind of movie idea, but it's just not true. It doesn't, you know, the Lord does not hear us apart from faith in his son.
1: Um, and, it, and it's not even that. Oh, I don't that, know. There's that, a lot going on here. It can't even be that uh, he's saying that, oh, well, I haven't believed up until this point, And now, because of my circumstances, I'm believing in you and praying to you. Because it says, I have never believed in you, no, but I'm going to I'm pray. And it says it again. It says it three times in this song. I've never believed in you, no, but I'm going to. And then finally, I've never believed. This is the last line of the song. I've never believed in you, no, but I'm going to pray. And so... Uh, just, the the adversative is that belief isn't necessary for this for prayer I mean it, it's yeah, uh, I don't believe amazing. in you but I'm going to pray anyway <laughs> just a piece of advice for people who don't believe but want to pray this is a
0: pro tip <laughs> is that if you're going to go and say the first thing you say to God should probably not be hey I don't believe in you <laughs> just yeah. you know like just imagine going to a king in the ancient world and saying hey uh, I don't even think you're real. But by the way, could I have that castle over there? Uh no. Okay it's no, not so gonna go so
1: well. We have just a couple minutes left. How would you speak to a person uh saying these words? Well there's obviously some distress going on here, right? Mm-hmm. Some profound distress.
0: And uh and also an awareness of unbelief. But you know the question that we often get tangled up in in these sorts of conversations is we're trying to convince people to believe. Like, hey, here's you should believe, and here's why. Look at all these prophecies fulfilled, or look, here's the empty tomb, or something like that. But I think when, when it comes to despair, the best apologetic is proclamation. You know, the best, the best helpfulness is simply to speak the words of Christ and say, look, Jesus, just to assume that God exists, which they actually already know in the heart, and say, you know that God that exists? He sent his son to die for you. And Jesus prayed, like you're trying to pray now. Jesus prayed, and he prayed from the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And God, the Father, hears that prayer. He has forgiveness, even for you. And so I think you could bring the gospel straight to this despair that this song is expressing and say, look, don't worry about your prayers. That comes along later. Worry about how Jesus, in fact, is praying for you right now that God would deliver you with his mercy. Yeah,
1: um, well, so the next song that we're going to be doing after this break is a uh, song is I'm not sure if it's by Ed Sheeran or Eminem, but it's uh, featuring both of them to some extent. Feet. Uh, is it featuring Ed Feet Sheeran? Ed Sheeran. I okay. never know the difference between Ed Sheeran and, and Sam Smith. By the way. Uh, well, one when... that means the same thing in my mind. Okay, so there is a difference. Do you there know are two why? Different people. Why? I don't know. I've I just—do they sound the same? <laughs> no. I'm asking. <laughs> no. I—I I, I can't explain your inability to distinguish musicians. I'm sorry, I, I can't. I'm confused about that. Do you know
0: why? <laughs> oh. No why.
1: Anyway, I'm lost. Uh, do you know how? We're looking at the song "River" Eminem featuring Ed Sheeran. And if you have a song you want us to consider, you can send it to questions at TableTalkRadio.org. Or give us a call at 1-800-385-SOLA. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
0: Table Talk Radio, where the table really should do the talking. So I've kicked up the Wolfmuller One YouTube channel. And I was talking to Daniel, my expert YouTube advisor about it, who said, Dad, your stuff is really bad. I know, Daniel, I know. But look, I have 4,006 uh, for watch time. And to monetize on YouTube, you got to have 4,000 hours. And I, I look, I said, look, 4,006. And Daniel says, Dad, you have 4,006 minutes, not hours. <laughs> anyway, if you want to see what we're up to over on YouTube, you can visit YouTube, search for Wolf Wolfmuller 1 is the channel name. See you there.
1: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio where listeners are sending us songs with foul language. I can't believe our listeners would listen to such music. Maybe the, the bad words are different in Australia. It's not Australia, it's Denmark. They they even go out of their way to say we don't have an Australian accent in Denmark. And then you still say they're from Australia. You want to read this email? From Denmark. Yes. Oh, look, it even says... Oh, I I did that. (laughs) I must find a radio edit. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Uh,
0: Okay. Preaching to Hollywood. Hoy, pastors. Some years ago, back in 2017, Eminem and Ed Sheeran... Ha, look at what they did there. See, that was a joke. They assumed that it would take us that many years to get to the song. It uh, it only took one year for us to get to this email. (laughs) Joke's on you, Karen. (laughs) Karina, it, take, it talks of both sin and holy water, and I would like to hear your opinion on it. Thanks for still taking your time to do the show, even though I have a feeling you have a lot of other stuff to do. Yeah, like trim my toenails.
1: <laughs> it would be nice if you got around to that. Comb the
0: hair of my trees. You know, you gotta ta- I got some fruit trees to take care of. Anyway, the, the email continues, thusly, do <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm trying to read there? <clears throat> No. Fortsighted Middle Magdehenenden, as we say in Denmark. <laughs> Karen from Aarhus DK. I didn't know that Denmark was the name of a state in Australia. P. S. <laughs> yes, we do not have an Australian accent in Denmark. Look at all the smiley faces in this email. It's so very nice. nice. It's a very do, nice email. What is what happens when you have a when you have a little zero dot over the A in a word? Middle magdehinden. Middle magdehinden. Middle magdehinden.
1: All right, please translate. your you know your what happens to a letter?
0: sending him over. Do you uh, <laughs> do you also know why the O has a has a, is like it's marked out? Like it doesn't matter. Make sure you, with the O marked out. So does that mean you should not pronounce it like Sorensen. No, so you don't get it mixed Sorenson up with a zero. Aarhus. That's what that
1: is. Not as I zero. think that
0: means that little zero dot is an indication of uh lay on the Australian
1: accent, <laughs> anyway. You can be whatever you want it to be. All right, here's the song by Eminem featuring Ed Sheeran I've been a liar,
0: been a thief, been a lover, been a cheat. Oh my sins need holy water, Feel it washing over me, a little one. I don't wanna to admit to something. If all it's gonna cause is pain. Truth in my lies, right now we're falling like the
1: rain, so let the river run. He's coming home with his neck scratch to catch black. Sweat jackets and dress slacks mismatched on his breast jackets. Static, and she just wants to take revenge binge and get back to chess match she's on his back like a jetpack she's kept track of all this internet chats and guess who just happens to be moving on to the next actually well, on my last chick and she has what my ex lacks because she loves danger psychopath and you don't with no man's girl even i know that but she's devised some plan to stab him in the back knife in hand says her relationship's hanging by a strand relationship she's been on the web lately says maybe knife and hand stacy despite a man and I know she's using me to try to play him I don't care how to say, but I should have said license in after the first night. But tonight I am I've Been a liar, been a thief. Been a love, I've ah. been a cheat. so that's the song River by Eminem featuring Ed Sheeran. Wow. it's there's a who lot there who on that? yeah I mean there's, there's there is a
0: lot there you know, don't you don't know one time no this has happened multiple times probably two or three times
1: that I've had a dream where Eminem came to church huh yeah. do you listen to know. a lot of Eminem I mean is it like is he no but he comes up and you know like they'll play Eminem at the gym or something and I think man I
0: this is always what I think. I, I wish I didn't like this so much. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's your. I chance. don't know. Some there's some about that guy. The way um, I saw this, uh, in fact, I saw this like 60 minutes interview on Eminem, and it was talking about how he writes and how he how he rhymes, and and they were doing this thing. It's like you know they people say that no, there's no word that rhymes with orange, and he just rattled off like ten phrases that that rhymed and. I mean I think that the guy there's some like strange artistry there, but it's just it's covered in in, in layers of filth, which I don't know if it's there's something about that it, 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 there's something about so you know most uh, m- most rap, as far as I can tell is um, very focused on breaking the sixth commandment and the fifth commandment. I mean it's very violent. And a very kind of overtly sexual, and that doesn't. I mean, that's there's some of that here, but it seems like um, it seems like with Eminem, there's family stuff. You know, there's this family drama, and he'll talk about his kids, and I don't know. There's it seems like there's something else going on there. The kind of the very difficult and gritty side of life that's being wrestled with. I don't want to in any way endorse this, but. It seems like there is maybe something there for us to consider more than normal, you know, than, than your normal sort of club music, which I am an, i mean, admittedly not an expert in. Hmm. But anyhow.
1: So there's a few lines. I mean, in the uh, refrain, it has this uh, language of "I've been a liar, I've been a thief, been a lover, been a cheat. All my sins need holy water. Feel it washing over me." Um, there's this line in the second verse uh, during Eminem's rap. It's uh, I know, irreversible. I prayed on you like it's a church at the pew. Um, I get on my soapbox and preach my sermon and speech. Detergent and bleach is burning the wound. Because now uh, with her in the womb, we can't bring her in this world should anew. Uh so I think this is talking about a uh unexpected pregnancy. Uh there's a lot here. I don't even know where to start. What do you think? I don't know. There uh, let's uh, just take a general
0: stab at at this one. Um which the song invites something very much more specific. I mean, that that's one of the things about these lyrics. It's it's you know, it's put it, you can see the dirt on the people's faces. So but um but, but there is a there is a sense that um that we are as sinners we are both guilty and we are also shamed in other words we are there there's a there shame means that there is a sense that our sin has been exposed and we are diminished our name is diminished our reputation is diminished because our sin is exposed and the way that the bible talks about shame is through covering and through washing it's interesting so the guilt it gets forgiven but shame gets covered so you have um, naked noah and his Hmm. his nakedness is covered or you have even jesus writes to the church in laodicea uh, you you think that you're rich you need nothing you don't realize that you're wretched miserable poor blind and naked and then he goes on to say come to me and i will cover i will cover the shame i will give you robes to cover the shame of your nakedness Hmm. so that shame has this idea of covering and this idea of washing i remember dr kleinig preaching about this about how how the, wa- how the washing language of baptism is especially helpful for shame that, you know, we hear these stories of people who are, they'll be violated in some way or, or they'll be shamed and they, they spend hours in the shower trying to wash off the filth and, and to hear that, that baptism is the pledge of a good conscience. It's the, it's the clean, it, it brings a cleanliness to us so that we, like, like Paul says in Ephesians 5, it says, um, that Christ washed the bride, his his bride, the church, with the washing of, uh, uh, with the washing of the water and the word, to present her to himself without spot or without blemish, so that this language of covering and of washing, and of cleansing, is um is very helpful and I think very very powerful to to hear. So that our sins not only make us guilty before God, but they make us ashamed and unclean and uh and this song i think is in some ways at least it's it's uh it kind of veers off into that realm you know it swerves into the uh, into the sidewalk
1: of that biblical language that is interesting uh so one one of the things that we deal with in culture is that um things which should be shameful uh, are deemed uh okay and acceptable so you have like the gay pride parade you know, and and so uh, things that would that should be considered to be sin um, is now saying this is now the point of our pride. But what th- what this song is doing is recognizing the the aspects of shame, needing a solution, needing s- uh, something to fix it. So in this case, it says holy water washing over me, and I'm afraid that's going to be well. We just have about thirty seconds here. Pastor Wolfman do you have any final thoughts on this? So there is no such thing as holy water,
0: then, by the way. But the baptism has power because it is the water, plain, ordinary water, combined with the command of God and his word, and that is what makes it holy. So the thing we need is not holy water, but water in the command of
1: God, with the word and promise of God. In other words, what we need is... the. What we need is the promise of God attached to water. Ah, we lost you, but now we're back. And then thank you. That's all the time we have. Thank you for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like all the
0: bleeps on an Eminem song. (laughs) It doesn't really do much. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Still know what's behind the curtain. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk
1: Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain,
0: internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.